Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Viva Las Vegas! Welcome, everybody, to another episode here of Viva Las Vegas. As always, I'm your host, Blackjack Fletcher. We are coming to you live here on a Thursday night. Uh, it's kind of a lighter card today, guys, but I'll tell you what, uh, the Warriors and Rockets are making up for it here with an absolute nail-biter uh, going on in the third quarter. As always, we're joined by our great friend from uh, SBR, the big man on campus. Jeff, how are you doing tonight, my man? Pretty good. How are you, Blackjack? I'm good. I'm good. I'm watching this game. I'm, uh, You know, Jeff, I, I was surprised that this was a tie game at halftime. I mean... I thought the Rockets should have had a double-digit lead. I, I think they kind of let the Warriors off the hook big time here, and uh, that that just feels like a bad idea against Golden State. Yeah, I mean, they really should have been up, I mean, at least by double digits. But you know, then you really look at the stats and you, you look at them and say, I mean, the Rockets are only shooting 37%. They're 9 for 30 from 3, and you look at the turnovers at this point, 10-9. Um, the, the Rockets aren't doing any favors. James Harden uh, didn't shoot the ball well. Chris Paws and shot the ball well. Um, you know, if not for Clint Capella, um, you know, Golden State not only is leading, but they're leading pretty, you know, by decent margin. Golden State is is not playing well, and it's tied. I mean, that, that's kind of the amazing thing about it all. Uh, that's just how Golden State does it, though. Yeah, and, and you know, Jeff, the the, the thing is, this is, I guess, one of the more interesting games we've had in the playoffs because it's a close game with two two really good teams. But that first half of basketball was not pretty. Uh, like you no. said, Harden didn't play well. Paul didn't play well. The Rockets were very lucky to get 34 points out of their bench in the first half to kind of bail them out. Um, but uh, you know, the Warriors didn't play well either in the first half. So here we are with five minutes to go in the third. We got a 62-59 game with Golden State up by three. How do you think this one finishes up? Uh, well, you know, I, I think for me, I, I think at this point it's hard to envision Golden State not winning. I mean, as poor as they played, you know, you look at like the first quarter, they were hanging right in there. They were only down six. You know, at halftime, it's it's a tie game. Um, I, before the game, made it a point to point out that if Iguodala didn't play in this game, I was not going to bet the Warriors. I didn't end up really playing it at any rate too much. But I do think Golden State will win. I had a reason to think they would win. But I just can't really get into them without Iguodala. I know that sounds crazy, but he is a major contributor defensively. And I know their problem yeah, really lies offensively late. But um, you know, with him on the floor, they've actually um, – without him on the floor tonight, they've actually – done pretty well a uh, defensive particularly lately and that's just because hall and uh, paul and harden have not shot the ball well but um they need him back because that means more yeah. Kevin Looney on the court and guys like that and that's not what i want to see no not really uh i mean th- there's obviously the concern I-, I am on the warriors tonight um you know but i i heard them talking about it jeff during the halftime show uh kenny smith and charles barkley were talking about it and you and i have had this exact same conversation during the playoffs about the rockets I simply don't understand the change in offensive philosophy in the playoffs. This is a team that during the regular season ran, ran, ran. I mean, that's what they did. Up and down the floor, quick possessions, ball out of your hand. 
and in the playoffs, they just stand around and it's dribble, 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 step back jumper. Like that's Isolation. that's all it is. And I don't, I, I just, you've got the defending champs on their heels. It's two two. You got home court back. You know they're not coming out shooting the lights out, and you're just giving them every opportunity to hang in this game. I, I just don't understand it. I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know if it's Harden and Paul. I don't know what it is, but they just don't look like the same team. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you say that because I was actually doing some um I was actually doing some digging and during the regular season blackjack. Now, you know, what are there? 20 how many NBA teams are there? 30 or so? Um Golden State was one of the lowest percentage teams as far as isolation frequency on offense. You look at their numbers. I mean, they just you know, it seemed like they didn't do it often. I mean, now all of a sure. sudden, and, and their points per possession were, were you know, pretty high, but it, it's not something I feel like they, they lived on. Um, they're doing it a lot more in the playoffs. But, yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, you're usually, you know, they are shooting a lot of threes, though, in this game particularly. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I the, the fact that they were only up or they were tied at half really told you all you need to know. Golden State played about as bad at half as they could play, and they were still – um, tied. Um, you just had to kind of shake your head, really, and say, "Wow, you know, typical Golden State." Yeah, I mean that that, and that's the thing. If you're a Rockets fan, and if you're you're on that team, certainly, I mean, you have to. This game, you, you can't call it a must-win, but I mean, if you want to win this series, realistically, you need this game if you're Houston tonight, because the prospect of winning two straight against Golden State now, with your back to the wall is is tough. Yeah, and I mean, you're Steve, coming out. Just giving them any they chance here. I, yeah, I, I just – I don't know, man. I, I really don't understand it, the, the, the logic and in, in the shift in, in philosophies offensively with with, uh, with Houston. It, it, and like you said, Jeff, without Iguodala in there, you would think you want to push tempo here. You want to try to run this team a little bit ragged. I mean, you know, when, when the Warriors played the Pelicans, they spoke openly about that being a concern with New Orleans, that New Orleans was just going to run up and down the whole game and kind of tire them out a little bit. You've got a team as good as Houston. I, I would think you should be trying to do that a little more. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're totally right. And, you know, it's it's interesting, Blackie. You said about they have to win if you're Golden State or, you know, if Houston wants to win this series, they're going to have to win tonight. This is a, the deciding game. I feel like whoever wins this game is going to win the series. I just do. Um, I will say this, though. Golden State obviously is the upper hand. If they can win this game, you go back to um, you go back to Oracle, uh, right? Yeah, you go back to Oracle after this game, and you have a chance to put that series away in six. Um, listen, I, if you win this game, series is over, in my opinion. I don't think Golden State will lose at home. You look at the other night, um, it was for as bad as they played in the fourth quarter, 12 points. They still only lost by three. They're right there in the game. They only shot 39%. They're right there in the game. Um, and, you know, go, uh, Houston shot 13 more free throws. So, yeah, if they can win tonight, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident. Um, you know, I wasn't as confident just because the way Houston had played and found the way yeah. to win game three. But, sure. yeah, I think if they win tonight, this is over. And, and I'll tell you, Jeff, and, and if, if I'm a Rockets fan, I'm holding my breath right now because, again, three minutes to play in the third, 66-66. We haven't seen one of those Warriors runs yet. Hasn't happened yet. And I can't remember the last game the Warriors played where they didn't have at least one of those runs in them where they just go off and nail a few threes in a row and all of a sudden there's a little bit of distance there. 
It hasn't happened yet, and if I were the Rockets, I'd be a little afraid of it coming. You know, what's also amazing, it just goes to show you how good Golden State is. I mean, over these last however many years they've been really good, you know, what was it, three or four years now, five years, they've never had a good big, like, ever. They've literally played, like, five on four every game, and, like, they still wipe the floor with every team. I mean, think if they were just a team that had a big, like – and I'm not even talking about, like, a great big. I'm just talking about, like, a, I don't know. Like an Enos uh, Cantor. Yeah, or an Al Horford or something. Like, yeah. or, or anybody. Or, or Aaron Baines. Like, someone that could literally just kind of be there and do the little things. I mean, I don't know how they'd ever lose, really. Well, um, they have no rim protection. I mean, none. No. It's, it's Draymond and Green. And they never and have. You know, I mean, it's, you know. It's been it's, Zaza and Andrew <laughs> Bogut and, like, just David Javel West. McGee. There's still Javel yeah, McGee. Yeah. Who, by su- surprisingly enough, like, I don't know why he hasn't gotten a little bit more run uh, in this series. But, um, you know, again, that that's kind of – but but if you were the Warriors, you also got to look at these numbers and say, we're shooting 48%. They're shooting 36%. Um, and they're shooting 29% from three, and it's tied. I mean, I think both teams are, are kind of letting uh, – Yeah, it's a weird game, go. Jeff. I mean, look, who who thought we'd be sitting with under three minutes to play in the third quarter of a Warriors-Rockets game – and the score would we'd be looking at a total in the hundred and thirties at this point. Like it's it's kind of strange. Yeah, no, the the scoring was uh, really um, they really toned down. I mean, they they obviously had a bad first quarter, but uh, blackjack. We got a, a game to have fun with here over the next half hour or so till this one's over. You get Stanley Cup stuff coming up. We obviously know who the opponents are now. We have odds. Uh, MLB is in full force. Not a big card today in the MLB, but um, there was some. Uh, room for money making. Uh, we, we have that going. Obviously, uh, we got a big card to face for tomorrow. Card today, by the way. I Did you this really? Was like one of, I thought this was one of the worst cards I've seen in months. Just top to bottom, yeah. not just baseball, the whole thing. I hated everything about today. Interesting. Yeah, I, I actually I found a couple spots I made some money on, but yeah, no, it wasn't a, a healthy one by any means. Uh, you had some day baseball. You also have, uh, you know. Um, what do you have going? You have a big baseball card this weekend. You got the uh, Belmont Stakes down the road. Uh, a lot going on. Uh, feel free to give us a call about anything uh, you want to talk about. Uh, you want to talk about World Cup. You want to talk about hockey. You want to talk about baseball. Uh, whatever you want, we can chat about it. 917-889-3290 on the Southtown 101 hotline. Uh, Southtown 101 Bar and Grill down in San Antonio, Texas. 101 Parade Street, a great bar and grill featuring uh, some great food, entertainment, and drinks. If you're ever in San Antonio, uh, you're down there for a small vacation or an event or a conference or something, make sure you take your friends and family to Southtown 101 and let them know Viva La Vegas sent you a great place to unwind or have a nice meal and uh, a beer or a drink or something. A great place, Southtown 101, 101 Prairie Street in San Antonio, Texas. Blackjack, a couple of baseball scores to keep uh, our eye on. Kansas City is crushing the Rangers. And I bring this game up for one reason. This total is 10. We're sitting at 9. Uh, we get two more bats here uh, for these two teams. We'll see if uh, they can get up and over the total, or this will be one of those games where, um, you know, it just kind of sits where it is. Mets are up 5 nothing on the Brewers. Brewers. Brewers can't hit lefties. This is no surprise here. Uh, I did play the under in this game, so hopefully that'll stay where it is. We obviously remember last night. Uh, Reds beat the Pirates, and if you had the under in this game, my apologies to you. A two-out, two-run home run by Austin Meadows in the ninth inning puts the game up and over the total. Uh, a garbage home run. Um, so if you had the under, 
Uh, we apologize. Angels dominate the Blue Jays. I thought this was a good play today, Blackjack. Nick Tropiano was very good. Estrada struggles. The bullpen continues to have leaky oil coming out of it if you're the Blue Jays. Osuna goes out, and now all of a sudden no one can get anyone out. Uh, A's beat the Mariners 4-3. Orioles win 9-3 over the White Sox. And the Astros, Blackjack. I was surprised to not see you on this one. I thought you would have sniffed this one out. Uh, Charlie Morton has still not lost as a starter for the Houston Astros. They erupt in the fifth. That's and a crazy story, run. man. Yes, uh, Morton has been uh, very good. Uh, you, you look at this game too, Blackjack. Cleveland goes down two nothing. Um, I had Houston, and I'm thinking, you know, this fucking Morton. Like, pitches all good until I bet on him, and then he gives it up. But then a big three run home run for Alex Bregman, five run sixth. Big, easy win for Houston, uh, and the Rays beat the Red Sox. Uh, Rick Porcello, Blackjack, continues to struggle. Uh, that's now three or four starts in a row where he has just been poor. Uh, Blake Snell with a nice outing, six innings, does not give up a run. Uh, so, yeah, uh, not a ton with baseball. New series will uh, commence tomorrow. Uh, and we'll uh, chat about a couple of those a little bit later. So, Blackjack, uh, you've had some time to think about it. I know – um, you are very much uh, a big fan of the Golden Knights. You've actually admitted that you would um, not have sex with Kate Upton over a night uh, if it meant you couldn't watch the Golden Knights. You've also admitted that. Um, Fact, I did say that. It, it would also cost you, uh, I think it was $100,000 to not watch one game in this series. It would uh, take six figures, comment? yes. Okay. Yeah, it would take six um, figures. Uh, I, don't, I wouldn't do it for less than that. And according to the folks at Five Dimes, Current series price, Golden Knights, 138. So it's come down a bit. Uh, Capitals, plus 118. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I'm surprised by this because this is actually a trend, Jeff, that I've seen because I've I've been watching these lines today, both the series and and the game one price. And most of the money that's come in so far, both in the series and game one, has been on the Capitals. And I am astounded by it. Wow, that could be hedge money coming in, remember. Um, it could be. It could be. It, it also, I, I, will I think say, you have. Uh, real quick, yeah, I, I will say, uh, I've noticed on some of the shows that I do with some of the chats that I have, and I noticed in your Periscope, um, now again, I don't know if they're just people trying to break your stones and say they have the Capitals, but I have heard a lot of Capitals talk. Yeah. I, you know, I, I think it, people it, like Vegas, and then you have your Capitals. You know what it is, Jeff? I can tell you because I've, obviously I do those periscopes every night, and I I dealt with it in the uh, I dealt with it in the Kings series with Kings fans. I dealt with it in the Shark series, and I dealt with it in the Jets series. You'll have your fans pop in there. You know they know how I am with the Knights, and they'll pop in and say, "Oh, you know this is the series. Yeah, it all comes crashing down." And it hasn't. Um, and, and, you know, look, Washington's a good hockey town, and they like the Capitals. There's, it's a good fan base. Uh, so I expect there to be a pretty healthy amount of, you know, Capitals fans out there that are going to engage in stuff like this. But I am, I am a little surprised uh, that, that this number has dropped as much as it has on the series. And even in, in game one, uh, it's come down a little bit. You know, I, but this has been the story with Vegas, Jeff, all year. And no matter how well they do, people continue to doubt them. I mean, look, they, they won the Pacific Division. They go into the playoffs against the Kings, and everyone in the world comes out and says, oh, this is a terrible matchup. The Kings are an experienced team. They've won cups before, and Vegas sweeps them. And then it's San Jose, and it's, you know, well, the Sharks 
play really fast and they score a lot of goals and, you know, it's going to be hard for Vegas and they win that in six. And then, you know, they were a, a, a pretty fair dog against Winnipeg. And, you know, people said, well, Connor Hellebuck and, you know, the Jets are physical and that home crowd is crazy. And, you know, Vegas lost the first game after a bad first period and then won four in a row. And it's, I, I think that people are always looking for the clock to strike midnight on this team. Um, and I, I'm sorry, I, I just I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, and, and that's I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as I can about it. If you compare these two teams, I just don't see them being all that close. Uh, and they played twice this year. Vegas beat them both times. Uh, they, they beat them, you know, fairly handily uh, in Vegas. They won, I believe, four to three in Washington uh, back in February. But I, I – I don't know, man. I would I would be surprised, very surprised, if the Capitals won this series, um, you know, barring injury or anything like that. And that's the other thing, too, Jeff. This Vegas team is unusually healthy for this time of the season. I mean, you rarely see teams go into the Stanley Cup completely healthy, and they are. I mean, they have lost nobody. It's It's kind of incredible. I was actually just thinking about that tonight, that – they're really, really healthy. And I think part of that is that they've had a week off in between every series um, because of how quickly they've closed them out. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. It, you know, as you look at the Capitals, you kind of look at who they have and what they're doing. And, and listen, I mean, they have a lot of great players. They have arguably the best player in the league in, in Ovechkin. They have, you know, Kuznetsov and, and, and you know, uh, Backstrom and all these. They have great players. I mean, this is a good hockey team um and at the end of the day blackjack you know would i say that i think the Cavs are the best team no but they have the best player and you look at the washington uh, capitals do i think they're the best team probably not but they have the best player tg oshi another guy that you gotta you gotta remember they have a pretty good defense with niskanen and brooks orpik and, and, and those yeah. kind of guys john carlson but uh, you know vegas is a team kind of uh, of you know destiny a bit i guess it's you know, and the problem, Jeff, is that you know you you compare it to the, to the Cavs, and and I think that's fair in some ways. It's kind of akin to the Celtics and Cavaliers series, whereas the Cavs have the best player, the Celtics have the better team. Um, but the problem is, hockey's not like basketball in the respect that one guy can't control the game. If there is one guy in a hockey team that can control a game, it's a goaltender. I mean, if he's really really unbeatable, it doesn't really matter what else happens. But as great as Ovechkin is. Alex Ovechkin is not going to control this series unless he just does something we've never seen before. Um, you know, and, and I, I do think that, that there is an issue with the Capitals with the fact that they are a little bit older. Um, they compare more to me to the LA Kings than they do to the Sharks or the Jets. Oh, just said that. Um, they compare a little bit more to the Kings in that they're an older, more veteran team. And I think that's going to be a problem for them um, with the speed of Vegas over the course of a series. I mean, I, I don't think it'll be an issue in game one or two, but I think as this thing wears on, I think Washington's going to get a little bit tired. Um, and then don't forget, there is the, the other issue. People, people talk about uh, the Capitals having this, you know, they had this monkey on their back with the Pittsburgh Penguins. They can never get by the Penguins. Well, the guy that was in net for the Penguins all those years is in net for Vegas right now. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe the issue wasn't so much Pittsburgh. Maybe it's Mark Andre Fleury that they can't beat. 
That's a good point. I mean, you make a good point there. I, I haven't really thought of that. But, yeah, I mean, for so many years they couldn't beat him. Um, now he's on the other side. It's got to be pretty daunting. Um, let's hit the phone lines here. We'll take this call. Kick. He's been waiting. 917-889-3290. Um, go ahead. And you wait for nine and a half minutes and hang up. All right. A uh, little update here in uh, Houston, which, by the way, a uh, nice little thing before the game to uh, honor those uh, shooting victims. Uh, 72-71, Warriors, end of three. Um, you know, you look at a live line right now, Blackjack. Uh, Houston, plus one. So, uh, basically a, a toss-up. Um, and a live line of 219 and a half. That seems a bit high, no? That can't be the that, – oh, that's – That I think can't be right. That was the opening yeah, line. Yeah, that's the opening line. My apologies. I was going to say, wow. Um, that, that's way too high. I'm, where can I get a, a bet uh, live right now? Uh, but um, Blackjack, um, I want to get into uh, this uh, Celtic-Cav game here. I mean, obviously, uh, that one is going to go tomorrow. Uh, Cleveland, seven-point yep. favorites. Yep. I, do you – yeah, obviously, if their back is the wall here, uh, what do you think here? I mean, do you, yeah, can yeah, you really back I've, Boston on the road? I've spent a lot of time today thinking about this game because it vexes me. It really does. Um, I don't know what I feel about this because my my initial reaction when I you know after the Celtics won Game Five was, all right, Cleveland's going to win Game Six, and I think Cleveland will win Game Six. But then I saw seven, and my initial reaction is, well, shit, give me the seven with the Celtics. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they've been blown out. You know, but then you look at how bad they've been on the road, and yeah. you just kind of say, I don't know, man. I I guess, Jeff, at this point, I would lean to laying the points with Cleveland, and I hate laying points with Cleveland. Um, but they've been very, very good at home in the playoffs. Um I mean, they've won the last three playoff games by over 24 points a game. I guess I would lay the points. Although I got to tell you, I actually think the total here could be a play. 201 and a half is a fairly low total here. Cleveland has scored points at home. Um, Boston hasn't really done their job on the road, but I, I think Cleveland may may put up enough to to get you there. I mean, you look at Boston. I mean, just dreadful shooting number. I mean, you go back really to the Philadelphia series. You know, I mean, back. Look, matter of fact, since the Philadelphia series, Blackjack, this Celtics team has shot over 45% twice. I mean, David, and lately, I'm 39%, 41%, they have really struggled offensively lately. Um, oh, yeah. And, and, low, and listen, Jeff, but... to be fair, this is why I thought coming into the playoffs that the Raptors would win the East by default because – I think you, you make an excellent point that the Celtics are not playing great basketball. Cleveland is just a really bad team that happens to have the best player in the world on it. And if, if Toronto could have somehow figured out a way to, you know, play halfway decent against Cleveland, or if, let's say, Indiana won that game seven against Cleveland in the first round, I think you'd be looking at the Raptors already done with this series. Yeah, no, you're right. Um, yeah, it'll be a good one. I'm not – again, I mean, I have this feeling in my head that I'm just not going to lay seven points with Cleveland ever. I just don't want to ever do it. really hard to um, do. They're not good enough against the spread as a favorite, and I don't want to do it. So, therefore, 
if I had to play this, I'm looking Celtics. Um, but let's get through uh, this game here tonight, uh, and then we'll fi- figure that out. Blackjack, let me ask you, um, kind of off the radar, but, you know, interesting uh, news from today. Does it really uh, – this kind of bothers me, frankly, just because I, I, I do really look up to the guy. I think he's great. Um, he's one of my favorite actors. Um, Morgan Freeman, I mean, does this surprise you that – I mean, it surprises me a lot. No, I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It, it just does for me because you never think that certain people will do something like this. He seems like just as a nice guy, like great actor. You know, he's that got that voice. Uh, it's it's kind of it kind of sucks to hear this. It's kind of disappointing. It doesn't surprise me all that much. I guess uh, for a few reasons. Uh, number one, um, I I don't know that there's really anybody that would surprise me anymore um, because it's been pretty much everyone out there. Um, Morgan Freeman, also kind of a creepy guy. Uh, he had, really? uh, a, yeah, he had uh, a uh, an affair with his step granddaughter, who was, I believe, uh, no shit, 20, I never heard that twenty three or something at the time, and he was about eighty. Uh, so, kind of a creepy guy. Uh, yeah, you can you can find that pretty. Uh, pretty widespread uh, that he had had an affair with his step-granddaughter. Um, so kind of creepy. Yeah, you know, I never knew that. So uh, that that kind of changes my opinion on this. But, um, yeah, I mean, never kind of think Morgan Freeman would do something like this. Uh, Blackjack, uh, if you want to jo- – actually, if you want to join us, uh, Blackjack and I, feel free to call 917-889-3290. Go ahead, call. You're up. And you're gone. Uh, phone lines may not be working, or that guy's just an idiot and does not answer the phone. Uh, phone lines are, are uh, open right now if you want to call in. Uh, we uh, we expect people are watching this game right now, and uh, that kind of uh, makes sense. Uh, this is a good game. I mean, not for nothing. I mean, it's one of the close games here, uh, and Houston has taken a little lead. They're up four to a blackjack. Uh, they've jumped out to a 10-5 lead here in the fourth quarter. What are reason doing? Yeah, Houston needs to uh, – or Golden State needs to get going. I mean, they have had options here uh, abound, and they cannot figure it I, out. You're right, and i got to tell you, Jeff, it, it's been a good game in that it's been close, but it hasn't really been a good basketball game. It's been sloppy. It's been careless um, as Clay Thompson hits a three. It, it, it hasn't been, like, the greatest game to watch. It's just been close, which has been at least entertaining. It's at least kept your interest. Yeah, uh, it, it's a boring game from an offensive perspective. It's not uh, you're back and forth. There's not making a ton of shots, uh, but, you know, it's a close game, and I guess that's what we have to be happy about uh, today, uh, you know, especially with these games and how bad they've been. Uh-oh, let's go to our friend uh, Frank the Tank. Uh, Frank the Tank, what's up, man? Oh, not much. Hey, Frankie. Nice win tonight for your mix, Frank. Uh, yeah, but it's a Shout out, looks like. Well, it's not over till it's over, and Jerry Smilik is going to come in, or well, actually, maybe not, but uh, if you're a tough get close, familiar, and familiar will find a way to blow it. Yeah, it wouldn't be wouldn't be a bad idea to get another run here with the runner on third. But you know, Frank, I got to ask you, what what exactly happened last night with the Mets? What was that all about? Jerry familiar. That was ugly. I mean, they can't give him any run support. DeGrom does not get run support. They must hate him badly. 
Oh, and Jerry, Jerry Familiar despises uh, Jason DeGrom. He had three of his four strong saves in DeGrom game. Well, I'm talking about the offense, too. I mean, they didn't score many runs. I mean, that was uh, ugly. Well, the offense is pathetic. The offense is pathetic. <laughs> Frankie, let me ask you. You I know, mean, the Mets, they, the Mets obviously. Been brutal. They, no one's yeah. gotten really on Andre Bruce. Andre Bruce has been atrocious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's uh, he's definitely cooled off. But let me ask you, Frank. You know, the Mets obviously they get out to that hot start, then they kind of go through some some doldrums there. Um, you know, and then they they kind of they kind of leveled the leveled things off a little bit recently. Uh, I mean, what are your? No, they haven't. Well, I mean, look, they have a nice series against Arizona. Uh, I mean, you had to be a little bit happy with that, right? Yeah, but you lose two out of three against the Marlins at home. It's pathetic. It's just terrible. Well, the, Mar- the Marlins are a very competitive team. <laughs> um, oh, they're not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, I Frank, agree tell me, what is your what is your you know, forecast for the rest of this season? Team. <laughs> I, that, Frank, that's the only word I wanted to hear. <laughs> Franklin Clever Lang on us. No, I had a feeling he was going to say, "Hey, Frank, what do you think about Vegas and Washington? You, or do you agree with Blackjack that they're going to get the job done, in Vegas?" No. You know what hit me last night? What that the shrinky dinks are not going to shrink? That is one thing. Hmm. You, you know who the uh, this year's capital team reminds me of? Who? who? The 2006 Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I have a feeling he's going to pick Washington here, Blackjack. So you're going with you're going to go with the Shrinky Dinks to get this thing done, Frankie? Really? Come on. <laughs> I saw. I, I I just think they're a team of destiny. Oh, Frank, wow. Frank. Let me just say if two anyone, things about that. First, that's nonsense. Yeah. Second of all, if there is one of those in this, it's clearly <laughs> Vegas. <laughs> but here's the thing: the 2006 Colts. A couple of years before that, they were a superior team. 2005, they almost went undefeated. They started 13-0, and and then they had that just ugly, brutal playoff loss yep. to Pittsburgh. Yep. Now, everyone was saying that after that, that the Colts will never win. Peyton Manning the game. And the next year, they had sort of a eh, season. They were the dirt seed. They went sure. to the playoffs. Nobody expected them to do anything. They didn't expect them to make a run. But they won a rope playoff game in Baltimore. Had that big comeback in New England, against New England, at the, in the AFC Championship game. Now, think about this. The team the Capitals could not beat was the, was the Penguins. And they were the President's Trophy the last two seasons. They won the best record in the NHL, but got uh-huh. beat by the Penguins both years. So, they finally get past the Penguins. So, that was one hurdle. Then they fall behind against the Lightning in the uh, conference championship, and the last two games get shutouts to win. That's sort of what the uh, Colts did in their comeback against the Patriots, winning a game seven on the road, which the Capitals never really deal do. Their game, their game seven history is terrible. And yesterday, it dawned on me, when that guy missed the shot, 
that open shot where he the he open net, yeah. Missed the open net. It was like all you do is sweep the puck going in. off to Washington right now. Yeah, but but Frank, let me ask you this because you you, you mentioned something. I, I get the comparison to the Colts in '06, and it's 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 a fair one. But you know, you you're a hockey guy. You watch a lot of hockey. If the Capitals do what they've done in all of these series, they did it in the first two games to Columbus, they did it in games two and three against Pittsburgh, and they did it in the middle games of this Tampa series. If they do this against Vegas, they're getting run out of the rink, man. I mean, Vegas pounces on teams when they have those lapses. I, I just think there's a chance that, that if the Capitals do that, you know, there's no – there's no coming back from that against this team. I mean, this team's not Tampa. I mean, this team plays with a ton of energy, and they roll four lines deep. I think the Capitals could find themselves in a, in a bad spot in a hurry. Well, we, we'll see. Uh, I mean, I think I think I think either way, we're going to have a, a championship. I, I think uh, I think it's, it's it, that Washington is there's long suffering fans deserve it, or the uh, Golden Knights win it and become the story of the century. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you there. I think it's it's going to be great either way. I think it's going to be a great series. And let me ask you this too, Frank. You know, you mentioned about them and, and not being able to beat the Penguins. Does it concern you at all that the goaltender on those Penguins teams is in net for the Golden Knights and Mark Andre Fleury? <laughs> you know that is something. Yeah, I mean, it maybe he was the guy they couldn't beat. Maybe they just can't score on Fleury. And Fleury has played outstanding in these playoffs. Oh yeah, I think Florida has a good chance to be uh, the the smart winner, even if the Capitals win. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if you're looking at Vegas candidates for that, it's got to be Flurry and probably Jonathan Marchessault, so, and that that probably is the list. Um, I think it's just I think Flurry's had one of the great postseasons of all time for a goaltender. So, agreed, agreed. So what? Give me a prediction here, Frank. Capitals and how many? Six. Wow. How about that, Blackjack? Going against you. What did he say? I didn't hear it. He said Capitals and six. I'm gonna go Knights and five. Wow. I don't. You're gonna think it's gonna be. You think it's gonna be a quick series? I think Vegas wins the first two, drops game three, wins four and five. Wow. That's the one thing I can't see is a blowout series. Frank, that play, that building is a tough building to play in, man. It really is. I mean, it is, it is a, it is a tough building to play in. That's the one thing I can't see. I can't see this being a, a series that go, that ends quickly. Frankie, any chance I can get you out to Vegas for, for this thing? I'm going out there to cover this to the Action <laughs> Network. Any chance you want to come out to uh, Vegas? One day, maybe one day. If I had the money, I would go. Uh, it's a shame. Frank the Tank in Vegas would be. Hey, Frank. Something I the answer. world may not be ready for. Well, here's what I'm thinking, Blackjack. I, I, this is one thing we have to do. Frank, once uh, the, the sports betting gets going in Atlantic City, you got to come down and hang with Blackjack and I. You're going to do that, right? I'd love to. Okay, cool. We'll get a, you know, we'll, we'll get a little you know, spot. We'll watch the games on the big screen. Uh, yeah, we got to make that happen, Blackjack, during football season once it's all live. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, but, um, all right, hey, Frank, good stuff, man. It look like the Mets are going to get the job done here. So, um, listen, Frank, don't be so negative about the, the Mets. They're, they'll be fine. The Braves are going to fall apart. Um, the Mets will get it fixed, I hope, for your sake. You know what it is? It's just, just years and years and years of just utter futility and aggravation that's caused this negativity. 
Well, Nimmo, hey, Frank, Nimmo looked pretty good tonight. Four hits tonight. Great, good night. Nimmo is Brandon. good. Nim, Nimmo's one of the few bright. Oh, no. Familiar's warming up. Uh, you got one out. Game's over. <laughs> you got it, Frank. Hey, listen, Frank. I mean, uh, we'll just look- about this in the match. Yeah. People ripped ABD counting of Adrian Gonzalez. Right now, Adrian Gonzalez is one of the few reliable hitters on the match. That's got to tell you something. Yeah, that's a good point. Hey, catch Frank, guys, every night on Barstool Sports. Tanks Vlog. I watch it every night. It's good stuff. Uh, check out his uh, website, Sports Encyclopedia. Frank, uh, good stuff, man. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, uh, Blackjack is hoping your prediction is not right. Uh, have a good night, man. All right. Hey, well, the match just won, by the way. Good. There you go, Frank. Good stuff. All right. See you, yeah, Frank. Well, we'll see. We'll see, Mike. We'll see what happens in the prediction. See you, pal. All Take right, it brother. easy. All right. See ya. Uh, Blackjack, before we get to the next call, I just want to make one thing very clear. Um, you know what is destroying the NBA as well? That fucking lean-in three bullshit. That's oh, my God. I fucking hate that. It's very irritating. Very, very irritating. Uh, let's go to the next call. Uh, go ahead, caller. You're up. What's up, You're guys? Live? It's Mikey. Long time no talk. What's your, what's, what's hey, your name, man? It's Mikey. What's up, man? I haven't talked to you guys in a while. How's everything going? Great, good. brother. Good. How are you? I'm doing well here to talk some uh, Stanley Cup finals. Um, so I I felt the hardest series for me to predict, believe it or not, was round one with the Ducks. And uh, who did they play the first uh, round? Uh, I would agree with that. The Sharks. The Ducks and the Sharks was a very tough yeah, series. And it wound up, wound up being a sweep. But, yes, I agree with you. That was a hard one. Yeah, I had a hard time with that, and now I'm having a hard time with this, and I've been kind of debating it for the last 24 hours, and I'm like, the Capitals just have this little Cinderella story going, but not as much as the Vegas Golden Knights. Listen, um, I will tell you this, Mikey, and, and this goes for people on both sides of this series. You have to take the storylines out of this. It's not going to impact correct. the way the game is played on the ice. It's for fans. The Capitals fans mm-hmm. are going to say, you know, we finally broke through. This is our year. This is the time for us. And that's fine. Like, as a fan base, that's fine. Vegas fans are going to look at it and say, you know, it's our inaugural season. We're doing something no one's ever done before. This is, you know, it's destiny. No, it's not. It, it, it's not. Vegas has been the better team. Okay, that's, that's the bottom line. And the Capitals were the better team in the Eastern Conference. That's, that's all it is. And if you're going to try to handicap this series, you have to look at it through the lens of, how do these two teams match up with one another? And I, I'm sorry, but I think San Jose and Winnipeg were tougher matchups for Vegas than Washington is. I think Washington's older, slower. Their goaltending is not as good as what they faced in Winnipeg for sure. I mean, Connor Hellebuck is a, a Vezina Trophy candidate this year, probably going to win the thing. Um, and they beat him in four straight. Winnipeg had a faster team than Washington. They certainly score more than Washington does. Uh, and their defense was younger and more physical. The, the, right. the issue, and, and I've said this before, Mike, you know, I'll continue to say it because it's, it, it, it to me is what's made this Vegas team so good is their depth. You see very, very few teams in hockey where their fourth line is a legitimate threat to score. It, it almost mm-hmm. never happens. And in Vegas, that fourth line scores plenty. I mean, they, they, that's why they get as much run as they do. And that's why it's tough for teams as these series go on to keep up with them because Vegas is usually the fresher team. They usually have, you know, fresher legs and 
they play fast. They play fast for 60 minutes. So that's that's I mean, kind of the way that I'm looking at this. I think Vegas is the better goaltender. I think they have the younger, more athletic, faster team. Uh, and I think their defense is better too. I would give the Capitals – I think the Capitals have better goal scorers. Like I think they have better pure scorers with, you know, Ovechkin – and uh, Backstrom and, you know, Oshie, I, I think they have better scorers, but I don't think their offense is actually better. I mean, I already, I, well, I already locked in for game one. There's, I don't, I think game one, I don't want to use the L word, but I'm pretty damn positive the Knights will take game one. Listen, they're six and one at home. The only time they lost at home was in double overtime in game two to San Jose. It's a very... Yep tough place to play and if you remember mikey they scored a goal in that overtime that was controversial they did allowed because of the goaltender interference call so um yeah it's a tough building to play i think they'll take the first one i don't know i don't know about the second one they'll definitely take at least one in washington i mean i'm leaning knights in six or seven i haven't decided uh how it's gonna end already locked in the series bet at 135 for some reason went down from 145 or 150 from this morning or last night. Yeah, kind of all the money's been on Washington today. It's been surprising to me, but all the money today has been on uh, the Capitals. Um, when you get a minute, NHL.com posted this. Uh, it's like a little, it's a little article on like just storylines behind this. But inside this article on NHL.com, they talked about Flurry's dominance over Washington, and it's pretty remarkable how great he is against the Capitals in his, in his uh, lifetime. Yeah, and, and you know, Mikey, that, that's something that I don't think is getting enough play here. You know, people talked about the Penguins, the Penguins, the Penguins, they always beat the Capitals. The guy who was, you know, the last line of defense is, is there in this series. And uh, he's having one of the best playoff runs of his life. So he's doing so good. It's you know, that is that is something that is really worth considering. You know, especially when you look at the other side and you look at Braden Holpe, and Holpe hasn't exactly been lights out. I mean, he's had games. I mean, let's be honest, last night he should have been beat a few times. He he got some yeah. breaks last night. And he played a good game. Mm-hmm. But Tampa should have had a few on the board there and they didn't. I don't think that happens against Vegas with the way that they play. Um you know, so I, I I think that's a big issue. I, I think the, the Knights have a, a serious advantage in net. And I also think that you watch these Capitals games, man, and in every series when they kind of go on these, these losing skids, they have a tough time putting the puck on net. I mean, they will yeah. go through periods where they have a hard time just getting shots. And if you do that against Vegas, you're going to be in trouble in a hurry because they can score and they can score fast. Washington had a weird playoff. Like, if I had to write something about every team, Washington seems to be the weirdest one. It's like they'll go out there and they'll win two games, then they'll lose the next two or three, and you're like, where the fuck were they the last three games? And with Hopi did have two shutouts the last two games, but I feel like he's either a guy that won't let anything in or he'll let in three or four soft goals. So he can't – I think he's going to be shook when he goes to Vegas. I really do. That's a tough building to play in, Mike. It's a tough building, man. It's Are you uh, be that going crowd to is. is uh, I am going to be there. Yeah, um, not sure which one, but I'm going to be there probably for the duration. So uh, yeah, I'm heading out on uh, Sunday night. 
Awesome. Cool. Well, I'm on the Knights. Uh, a lot of people are talking smack, saying, oh, they don't deserve it. Inaugural season, not a real team. Honestly, I think this is going to be a great matchup, to be honest with you. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be the first time someone, a new team wins a cup since 07. Yep. Yep. And, and I think you're right. I think no matter who wins this thing, it's going to be a great story for the NHL. For sure, for sure. All right, I'll let you guys go. It was good catching up with you guys. Take Thanks, it easy, Mikey. man. All right, I'll tell yeah. you what, Blackjack. Um, go offensive rebounds are killing the Warriors. I mean that that's one of the main yep. reasons they're losing this game, and that's a foul. Kevin Durant not called. Uh, they're getting destroyed. Eight eight big rebounds. Seems like every time they get an offensive rebound, it's a kick out for a big shot. Um, I got to tell you, man. There's a guy. Are you watching this game, Blackjack? Yeah. Pretty sure it's Travis Scott. Um, Reggie Miller has stood the whole game because this fucking guy won't sit down in the front row. I mean, if you're an announcer, like, I guess they pay more, though. They pay more to sit there than you do, right? So I guess you can do what you want, right? I guess, man. But I also feel like if you're obstructing the view of, of the national TV the announcer, uh, right? announcer, you probably should be told by somebody, hey, guy, you, you need to sit down. Like, yeah. Reggie Miller can't see the court. Yeah, Miller's been standing up the whole game. It's like it's brutal. There's another one of those lean in threes uh, fouls, Blackjack. Uh, yeah, Clay, Clay got Thompson that call. Which I'll take. You mentioned it a minute ago, and you're 100% right. It is the worst thing I've seen in the NBA in a long time. I mean, you're an offensive player. You're initiating the contact. How are you calling a foul? Just go yeah. straight up. If the guy if the guy makes contact with you, going straight up, it's a foul. If not. You know, you know what guys used to do, Jeff? They dribble the ball once and step around him when he went up in the air on a pump fake, and take an open shot. Yeah, it's 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 really something that is really kind of. Cause, I mean, how much do you see it in uh, in, in games? I mean, it's, I've literally watched it like five times happen in this game itself. Um, it's crazy. Um, you know, Blackjack, there's a fairly interesting thing going on right now in. Uh, you have the Champions League, which is on Saturday. You have the final, Liverpool and Real Madrid. And Liverpool yeah. fans are quite concerned for two different reasons, one of which um, is just an injury. One of their better defenders is injured. He's not going to play. But the other one is fascinating, Blackjack. And you don't think about this, but in soccer, it's quite important. You have Ramadan going on right now, The the obviously the Muslim holiday. Uh, yeah. And if you know anything about it, uh, Muslims will – fast during the day and at sundown they'll eat um they have two muhammad salah who is the best player and sadio mani both of which are muslim uh and most liverpool fans are shaking in their boots concerned that salah and mani will not be fit to play because they don't get the chance to eat well i'm going to break your uh, concerns if you know anything about islam islam clearly states that if you're fasting and traveling you are allowed to break your fast so I wouldn't quite worry if you're a Liverpool backer. I mean, has has Mohamed Salah said anything about it? I mean, you would think he. I mean, obviously, you know, you said the two has, players, but I mean, Salah is. He, he has not come out and talked about it. He doesn't talk much about religion. Uh, he obviously is very devout, and he's he's been made that's made clear every time he scores a goal by by praying. But um, no, he's not come out and said anything. But um, generally, it's okay to break your fast if you're traveling during the day. So. I would imagine it will be okay. And look, they're a billion-dollar company, so I'm sure they'll figure something out. But um, yeah. it is a concern if you're – I mean, he's their best player, man. I mean, that's uh, – you, you got to wonder if he'll be fully 
Um, is, you know, is he fit, allowed to receive fluids by IV? Because because maybe they good question. That. That's stuff I've been trying to figure out. Um, uh, and again, sundown will happen before this game starts, but your food generally takes uh, you know sixty to ninety minutes to digest. So. Uh, it's not exactly going to happen quick, but it's a fascinating thing that you never really think about. But um, if you know the boxer Amir Khan, Amir Khan will not fight uh, or train during Ramadan because he has to break his fast. So he'll actually schedule where he doesn't fight. Um, so it's it's something definitely to remember, remember during this time if you have a, a soccer match or boxing match. <laughs> a three-point three point game here, two and a half to go, Blackjack. What in the hell? The Warriors are playing sloppy basketball. How many turnovers is that? Jesus. A lot. Let me ask you a question, Josh. I kind of want to go off uh, off script here and get your take on, on something uh, that will be happening out in Las Vegas while I'm out there. Um, have Jeff Horn defending yeah. his, his title <laughs> against Terrence Crawford. Um, <laughs> do you, uh, do you give Jeff Horn people. any chance to no. go the distance? No, I give Jeff Horn no chance. Jeff Horn had no business even being in this spot because he should have never beaten Manny Pacquiao, and he did, according to the absolutely ridiculous judging uh, by certain judges. No, uh, Terrence Crawford is one of the better fighters in the in the world right yep. now, uh, and and I think Joe or Jeff Horn's going to get. Um, beaten up pretty bad here. I, I would be surprised if it goes eight rounds, really. I mean, Jeff Horn, though, I will say, is a tough kid. He's got a good jaw. Um, he'll definitely yeah. be able to take a hit. That's one thing he can do. But Bud Crawford is uh, quite the fighter. Uh, in his last fight, he was just surgical. Uh, when he um, when he fought in his hometown, he was he was great. Um, no, I, I don't see any situation where <laughs> yeah. uh, Jeff Horn And I got to tell you, Jeff, I think maybe the uh... – Maybe the Knights being in the Stanley Cup has kind of driven the price of things down uh, elsewhere in Vegas because this is a very affordable fight to attend. I may actually take this in over at the NBA. Yeah, I definitely would. I, I think there'll be some good uh, some good action. And if you know anything about Crawford, I mean, th- many people people will make the, the 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 point that he is the best fighter in the world. Uh, Jeff Horn is just an awkward guy. Um, like I said, he really has no business being in this fight. Frankly, um, it, it's just kind of kind of a shame really um but uh yeah i, I think crawford will win easily uh, crawford will uh, move on and, and get the next big fight uh the fact that he's jeff warren's just stealing money really blackjack due to a judge's poor decision but yeah i would definitely go if i were you uh you definitely have a, a good time for sure yeah i mean I, I i was looking at it tonight and um you know i was really surprised honestly because usually you have a a fight, you know, I mean, I know Jeff Horn's not a huge name, but Terrence Crawford is kind of a name in boxing now. He's a pretty big name, and it's, you know, at the MGM. Um, okay. Usually those are, are a little bit more expensive, but, I mean, you can get pretty decent seats to this fight for about 60 bucks. Yeah, um, that's good stuff. Yeah, he, um, in his last fight, he fought in, in Nebraska, which was his hometown. I mean, Indongo got just shredded by him in that fight, and it was like, a, I think it was third or fourth round. Um, I don't know if it'll be third or fourth round, but I would say, I would say ninth or or, or shorter. I would think. Uh, I, I think did, Jeff uh, Horn's going to get. Did you see uh, Freddie Roach's prediction for this fight? Uh, I haven't. What did he say? Freddie Roach says Jeff Horn doesn't last one round. Wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise he me says at all. He knocks him out in the first round. Yeah, 
no, I, I think if you're a, if you're, and it'll be interesting. I actually know a guy, Blackjack, that's a, a boxing manager. He works for, he writes for Forbes. He does a lot of boxing stuff. I'll be interested to see what his prediction is. He's really good with boxing stuff. He does a lot of props and stuff. I'll be interested to see if he takes something like that. And look, if anyone's going to know, it, it's Freddie Roach. I mean, Roach is a, uh, the best trainer ever, arguably. Well, and uh, he got a very up-close view when he fought Manny Pacquiao as Freddie Roach's Pacquiao's trainer. So he, sure. He got a, a very close view of this. And, and uh, here, here's my concern with that prediction. Is that prediction, I'm salty because my fighter got screwed, or do I really believe that? Big three, blackjack. Big three. Here we go. Down one with a minute 15 to go. Uh, that, well, that's my concern. Oh, you're a little behind me, Jeff. The Rockets just turned the ball over with a travel on Harden. The Warriors are getting okay. it back down one with a minute five. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to look for that prop right now. But, yeah, I'm a bit concerned. Is Roach, is he saying that out of just being irritated and you know, he wants to kind of be salty? I don't know that he works like that. But, um, yeah, I'm, if I can find that prop, I'll definitely uh, I'll definitely bet that for sure. Uh, by the way, Crawford laying one to 11. I mean, that's that's obviously all you need to know about that. Yeah, if you're going to take Crawford, you need to take some sort of a uh, outcome with that. Yeah, by knockout. And and look, it would be by knockout anyway. By knockout, it'll probably be like one to four ish. Uh, you know, maybe throw that in a parlay with something you really like. A World Cup starts, you know, but a week after that, so maybe throw in that. But blackjack, I uh, wait. I thought it was Houston's ball. What the fuck? They overturned it. The Warriors have it back though. Now a three, no good. Houston has it back. Forty seconds left. Up one. Okay, they got the ball. Yeah, you're ahead of me. Fuck me. Harden is just slowly bringing this up court. He's got Quinn Thompson Cook's on him. Quinn yeah. Cook. Why is Quinn Cook in this game? I don't know. Yeah, Harden for three, no good. Rebound is going to stay with Houston out of bounds. They the Warriors will have to foul. They just can't get a rebound, Barkjack. It's Chris amazing. Paul is limping, by the way. Why is Quinn Cook in the game? I mean, Jesus I don't Christ. know. It appears that Chris Paul rolled his ankle landing off of that miss on Quinn Cook. Is that, out, is on, now, is that out on Houston? Are they going to review that at all? I think it's Houston's ball. Um, they'll probably review it, but I'm, it looked like it went out off Golden State. But Chris Paul looks like he's holding his hamstring maybe. This uh, is the exact his... reason that you, you, you're going to – you're probably going to lose, and, and the reason you're going to lose is because Iguodala is not in this game. This is bad that you have to go to Quinn Cook in this situation. That's brutal if you're a Warrior fan. It just is. If if they don't hit Vigwin Dollar, they're not winning the series. They're just not going to. I, they need him to defend. I mean, this is bad, man. Kevon Looney's played way too much. I mean, Cook yeah, let me ask you, Jeff. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Looney and, and and guys like Cook. Why haven't we seen a little bit more of David West in this series? We played earlier. He wasn't very effective. I don't know what JaVale McGee has done. I think he's in the doghouse. Um, JaVale McGee's just got nothing. They will not give him run in this series. Zaza, he's also kind of uh, went away. I mean, they they don't have much of a bench, man. I mean, they just don't. I mean, other than, you know, one or two guys, they just don't have a bench. Um, they better figure it out, man, because now you're playing a team in, in – in, no, in, I am incorrect, Rock. Jeff. They are giving the ball to Golden State. Curry's Not bringing big. it up with 20 seconds to play. They're down one. All right, give me a play-by-play here. You're ahead of me. Curry in the lane. Floater no good. Draymond Green slaps it out to Ariza. They're going to need to foul, and they do. They foul Trevor Ariza with 10 seconds left. 
awful. What is this? What is this stuff that they're doing here? Dude, the shooting from Golden State tonight has been, I will say, historically bad for them. I, I, I don't recall watching a game with Golden State where I have seen them miss more shots than they have missed tonight. I think this is going to further point out that this series is going seven, man. Yeah, I mean, I, if Houston wins, if they can pull this out with 10 seconds left, and don't get me wrong, it's not a foregone conclusion, yet Golden State does have a timeout. Um, yes, I think we're looking at a seven-game series. I mean, Ariza makes the first. Yeah, listen, I mean, I would foul if I was Houston. Question is, can you foul before they get into the motion? Because Golden State's pretty quick. Yeah. What if they? Yeah, that would be that'd be ugly. Let's say Steph makes a three and they foul. Oof. Here comes the second free throw from Ariza. He misses. Rebound Uh-oh. Raymond Green. <laughs> they will call time out with six point seven seconds left. The Warriors are down two and have a chance to tie or win with six and a half about? seconds left. Go for the I'm win. I'm trying to tie this game. I'm trying to tie it. No, I'm going for the win. I, I'll tell you exactly what I'm doing if I'm them. I'm putting the ball in Kevin Durant's hand and letting him shoot this. Yeah. I don't yeah. really want anyone else shooting it. 10 for 25 from three tonight. I, 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 this is a big play for Steve Kerr. I mean, he was brutal in that last game. He's got to draw something up here that works. I Listen, Blackjack, I'd consider Clay Thompson here. Clay Thompson's been good tonight. Eight for 13. He has been good. He has, but I'm giving it to Durant because Durant's got a shot to get in the lane, maybe get a foul call. I mean, I, I, I'm going to my guy here. I think well, Durant's the best the player shit, on this team. I'm putting the ball in his hand. And with all the shit that he got for not giving it to Durant in the last game, you can almost imagine. But then again, I mean, D'Antoni knows that. He knows what they're going to do. Um Listen, I'm blown away that Quinn Cook's in this game. This is brutal. How does he get run over at Livingston? Like, what? That's a great question. I don't know how. You're right. I've barely seen Livingston in this game. I'm telling you, man, this team, with Quinn Cook in the game, it's like playing five on four or with any of their bigs as well. I mean, they're literally playing five on four every game. The problem is Houston is good and they have a little All right, depth. Here we go. Well. Curry's got it. Draymond Green gives it away. Give what it is away. the whistle on the floor? There's a whistle. I It appears to be a foul on Golden State. How does he give it away? Curry passed the ball to Green, and he bobbled the dribble and lost it. Bro, these turnovers are just unbelievable. Why, he why couldn't he even handle the, the pass, ball? which was put on his hands. Why he he, could not, he was trying to run and catch the ball at the same time. It's kind of like in, in the NFL when you see a player turn their head upfield before they've caught the ball. That's exactly what I'll tell you what, did. man. There's nothing better than seeing that little shithead fail. I hate that prick. Eric Gordon makes the first free throw, three-point Houston lead. Yeah, this game's over. Eric Gordon's not missing. Well, they have no timeouts left, so this would be a very, very difficult get, even if he does miss it. This game's over. Houston's winning this series, man. Draymond Green's adopted. I'm not going that far. I still think the Warriors win it. The series, obviously, not the game. It's going to be tough. I mean, they've shot horrendous. They need Iguodala back. You're right about that. If, if, if I'm assuming Iguodala is playing in game six and seven. If he is, I think Golden State wins this. Yeah, it's that simple. It's that easy. If he doesn't play, they don't win. He makes it. This is game over. Rockets are up four with two seconds to play. <laughs> 
brutal. Brutal, brutal, brutal. All right, uh, let's get back to the phones. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a, a mountain of phone calls after this game's over. A lot of people are watching. 917-889-3290. Uh, go ahead, caller. Yeah, hi. Uh, this is uh, Dean calling the Tom's River. Hey, Dean. How are you guys? Hey, man. I uh, got a, uh, a question uh, in regards to, uh, you know, the sports betting opening up here in Jersey and Atlantic City and at the racetracks. Uh, do you guys uh, think that they're going to be offering uh, the, you know, soccer wagers that, you know, will be comparable no. to – they won't – you don't think they'll be offering at all? Well, they'll or, offer them, but there's not going to be – there's not going to be a, a wide array of them. I think you could probably bet like over unders and you know m- money lines and stuff like that. But there's not going to be like a, a wide array of things. Uh, like you're not going to get what you would get as if you were betting uh, with a uh, like a book in Europe or what have you. I wouldn't think no. Uh, okay. Um, another another question I have is uh, I heard <clears throat> a. Uh, so I heard something in regards that uh, when you place uh, a wager uh, now, you know, in Atlantic City and, and uh, at the racetracks, that if you if you're gonna lay a dollar ten, you know, like a, one ten to win a hundred, uh, they're they're gonna take a a tax uh, out right at that point, and so you'd actually be laying one ten to win like to win about ninety three. Did you hear anything like that? That to be taxed no. like they wouldn't, they, they wouldn't do that. They would up it to one fifteen, and you would get a hundred. It'd be you have to lay more to make the bet. They would never take it out of your winnings. That that wouldn't happen. Because then, yeah, I, that's not yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I thought that was kind of <clears throat> kind of strange. You know uh, that you know they, they would take it right 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 there. You know, um, I, I I heard some. Of, you know, so a couple of people talking about that online on an online podcast today, and uh, I, 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 maybe they were talking about some, some other, you know, someplace other than Jersey or something, or, or other than Vegas. Yeah, but, they haven't made it clear know. how much you know they're gonna. You know, uh, listen, if, if they want to make money, they wouldn't do that because we can go online and bet Montan. So, uh, you right, know, if, right. if, if they want to make money, they better not do that because. You know, yeah. betters aren't stupid. They'll just go bet with a bookie or bet online because, you know, and online's not stupid. They'll say, okay, well, look, they're offering you 115. We're going to give you 110. Or they're offering you 110. We'll give you 105. It's going to be a back and forth match with them. So, right, yeah, right. They better make sure they don't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. If you gentlemen are uh, familiar with the uh, that rule in Jersey where, uh, well, it, happened, it went into effect many years ago. Uh, there was a uh, a blackjack player that uh, I think in one Contra. weekend he, yeah, he, yeah. he 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 won quite a bit of uh, of uh, money. Uh, I think his name was Kenny Austin or or Houston. I can't remember. But, Don uh, Johnson. At, Don Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Well, there was. Um, a law passed that the uh, you know you that the casinos cannot refuse a bet from you just because or to take your action just because you have you know expertise and knowledge in the game 
And, uh, you know, whereas out, uh, out in uh, Nevada, that's not true. They, they have the right to, they could just tell you, you know, where your bar, like uh, there was an incident where uh, uh, that famous actor, can't think of his name, that he won uh, $800,000 at a casino in Vegas, uh, and he was going to give it to charity, and then they barred him for life. They, you know, he couldn't come in. But anyway, I was listen, uh, Dean. Yeah, I, I mean, to, to your point, you can and and Jeff is 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 right. The guy's name is Don Johnson. Um, you these are private establishments, so they have the right to trespass right. anybody that they choose to, and not allow you on their premises. So, I mean, some places try to have it both ways and say, "Look, we're not going to allow you to make certain bets. We're not going to allow this," and that's kind of what you're referring to in New Jersey. But if they don't want you in the building, they can keep you out of the building. Right. Well, see, I, again, I, I was listening to these uh, guys talk today in this podcast. It's called Gambling with an Edge. I don't know if you ever heard of it. Um, but they were saying that uh, they think that, you know, that it, I know who you're talking about, that guy, Don Johnson. And, that, and actually, uh, he got a couple of places where he played at said that they'll, they'll welcome him back and they'll take his action. So, yeah, because there was a law passed. Uh, there was a guy when resorts first opened up in the late seventies, his name was Kenny Uster or Kenny Houston. And he sued uh, resorts uh, because, you know, they, they wouldn't let him play uh, after he took them for, I think he took them for about a million dollars in one weekend or something like that. He was a really good card counter. But uh, then they passed a, a law like that, and I was thinking that you know uh, maybe if you guys would think it would apply to you know sports betting. But you're saying that you think that if they if they don't want your action or if they don't want you in the building, well, their listen, facility. you gotta remember it's a, it's, it's a business. I mean, if they, if you're beating uh-huh. them, they'll cut you off. Listen, I do think it's a shitty practice. If you cut someone off, you're a scumbag. And there's a lot of books out in Vegas that will not do that. Um, certain books have made yes. it clear they'll take anyone's action. Billy Walters has been crashing casinos for years in Las Vegas sports betting, and there are plenty of people that will take his action. Um, yes. Look, he doesn't win every game, okay? Nope. He might win a lot, but you hear about win the wins. Game. You don't hear about the losses. Right. And look, there's no secret. Billy Walters is a great sports fan. He's the best ever. But um, listen, if you ban people, you're a shithead. Um, that's just the truth and, of the and the Don Johnson thing. They they, they did a, a really really nice documentary on him. Uh, you can watch it on Amazon Prime called The Player. The casinos have nobody to blame but themselves. They allowed him to change the yes. rules yeah. of the game yeah. in order to get him in there to make these yeah. wagers. So if you right. allow the player to do what he did and he beats you, look in the mirror. I mean, you you're also talking about uh, Dean. Look, Don Johnson, it's possible that, you know, Don, you know, he was cheating. I mean, it's very possible. Listen, when you're cheating, you, you will be you will be removed, and you have every right to be removed. Um, we don't know. Unfortunately, with sports betting, you can't really cheat. Um, you're either yeah, good or you're not. Right. Um, <laughs> right. so, That's okay you say unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> I, it's, so I it's, guess... it's like – it's like a casino. If someone was stealing from me at my casino, I'd, I'd, I'd cut their hands off. I mean, you know the rules. I mean, if you come in and, and you cheat, um, you're going to get, you know, deal, dealt with at the highest extent. So, yeah, look, I mean, sports betting, you can't cheat. So you're either good or you're not. 
But I'll tell you what. Here, here's the thing. Um, I'm probably not going to ever get to that level. You know, God willing, maybe I will. God willing, maybe you will. Maybe Blackjack will. But I have to feel that I don't know that we're going to ever have to worry about that. It's not going to affect 99.9% of people. Correct. I mean, yeah. and, and listen, most books have limits in places for things, sports books have limits in places for things like this. They're not going to, Dean, if you walked in there to uh, Caesar's Palace tomorrow in Las Vegas and tried to lay 50 grand on a WNBA game, they're not taking it. They're not taking the action yeah. because they have right. limits in place because they're not going to get killed right. on something by someone right. that they don't know. If they know you and they know you're a big player, then yeah, they'll take the action. But if you're just a guy off the street looking to make a big bet on a random thing, they're not taking that. Yeah. Like Jeff said, yeah, got, it is a business. At the end of the day, their goal is to make money. Well, I read uh, I read a book, uh, various books on you know table games and also on sports betting. And the gentleman that wrote the book, he those books, he he always said, just remember, casinos have loss limits too. Yeah. Yeah, but they'll never get. But they'll never. <laughs> yeah, they never no, no. And listen, if you Maybe. want your best odds in a, in a casino, it is the sports book. And you don't have to really look very yeah. far. There's a guy on Twitter uh, who works for ESPN, David Purdom. D- D- Jeff, do you know him? Of course, yes. He releases every month, uh, Nevada releases their totals about what the profits are for all the casinos in the state of Nevada. And obviously, penny slots dwarf everything else. But table games are always a very, very healthy number. And sports books are by far the lowest number of profit in a casino. It, it's it, it's where the house doesn't necessarily have an edge, other than you're laying money in in some instances. But you know right. it, it, that's that's your best odds in a casino is to walk into a sports book and pick a game. If you don't, yeah, I, I, if you don't, then, I, yeah, you know, I've, it's like yeah, anything else. Right, I've right, I, I've heard that. Uh, Willie, um, yeah, well, that. Uh, Johnson, the, the Don Johnson, he claims that yeah, that the, the reason why he was so successful is because you know they were giving him, allowing him to virtually change the rules of the game and and you know Not doing a lot of they other did things. did allow him to change yeah. the rules. They did and allow listen, him right, to change right. the rules. But here, here, here's the issue that I have with Don Johnson. First of all, Don Johnson has never he never did supposedly did anything wrong, and no one did anything. Phil Ivey, the poker player, did the exact same thing at the Borgata. Uh-huh. He basically You're right. changed the conditions that basically his goal when he went to the casino was he went with a partner. He said, yep. I want my own table. I want my own decks. And I want only Chinese dealers. Okay, so they gave it to him. They had adhered to his conditions. They gave him a certain set of cards. He basically, as a shrewd gambler and someone that understands you know, certain signs and things like that. He found in the cards an imperfection. Okay. Yep. Now, if I'm a this gambler, is and this is a great my story. goal and my goal is to figure out how to beat the house. Why is it my fault if I'm just smarter than you and I'm able to figure that out? If you can't understand that, you should get better risk evaluators because they're obviously not, uh, you know, managing risk well. And, and, and that's Phil, the I interesting thing. For, a ton yep. of money, and they sued him, and they won, and it was bullshit. Which is crazy, because I remember when that happened, Jeff. They sued him, went all the way to the New Jersey Supreme Court, and he won a few million bucks in, in over the course of, of the night. And uh, the, the court specifically found that he did nothing wrong, either legally 
or in violation of the casino's rules. He wasn't counting cards. There was no evidence he was counting cards. What you said is right. He found imperfections in the deck that for whatever reason, I don't remember the specifics, whether whether it was like the, the pattern on the back of the card was a little different on face cards or something. It was yeah. It was something that was off about the cards, and he noticed it. And the dealer, I don't think, changed the decks. Like, I think the dealer kept playing with the same decks. And he noticed it, and he just kept taking advantage of it. And they said he did nothing in violation of the casino's rules. There's no evidence he was counting cards. There's nothing like that. But having said that, uh, it went against some antiquated, like, fair gambling statute that well, New Jersey had, that which blows my Ed, mind. Ed short, it's called edge shorting, basically, and it's advantage play where – and keep in mind, the U.K., he did it at the Crockfords in U.K., and according to their rules, it is cheating under civil law, and the high court can basically say that we're going to refuse to pay it. If we've already paid you, we're going to um, ask for the money back, but – Listen, it, it, under my, under what I know, if you can't spot that imperfection, um, then you shouldn't have that game at your 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 casino, and you shouldn't allow people to do it. He was simply just finding a way to beat the system, um, just like any gambler does, looking for an edge. But um, good stuff, uh, Dean. Thanks for the call, man. All right, take care, guys. Yep. See ya. Thanks, Dean. Um, but yeah, the Phil Ivy story very interesting. Um, look, Phil Ivey's, um, you know, you know, very rich. He's probably the best poker player ever, and he's made a ton of money. But um, I, I still can't really understand um, how that he did anything illegal. I'm not really sure I see that. Yeah, he didn't. Um, I, mean, I, I don't see how he did. Yeah. Um, let's keep it going here. Uh, go ahead, caller. Hello? You're up. Hey, uh, my name's Cody. I'm calling from Phoenix. What's up, Cody? I just hey, uh, so I was just calling you guys. I just finished up watching that uh, Golden State game tonight. Wanted to see what your take was. I saw that there was that Chris Paul in, uh, injury towards the end of the yes. game. Um, do you think that Golden State's gonna? I, I, I have a feeling. I mean, they don't they don't lose well, two in a row Cody, very that's, often. That's There's no way. That's not spec. I mean, he could be fine. It could just be a roll down. He could be. He could be. Yeah. But it, it's. It's a concern at this point because Chris Paul has had injury issues in the playoffs in years past, and uh, he's never played this far into the playoffs in his career. And he did come up holding that hamstring. Uh, It looked like he kind of tweaked it when he landed on Quinn Cook uh, with with a missed layup down the stretch. But obviously, if Chris Paul is less than 100%, it severely hampers Houston. Sure. Yeah, again, I don't understand also, like, you literally have Steph Curry, Durant, and Klay Thompson in the last two possessions. Actually, in the last three possessions, over the last two games late, you've went to Draymond Green, Quinn Cook, and Draymond Green. That's shitty coaching. It just is. Yep. Yep. I mean, And Draymond Green, let's be honest here, Draymond Green in this series has been bad. He has not had good games in this series at all. He has been a liability for this team in this series. I mean, that last possession wasn't great. <laughs> they had, what, six seconds left, and he fumbled the ball, and that was it. I mean, as soon as that happened, Kevin Durant just turned around and he knew it was over. Well, and, and Cody, you know, the thing, too, is they depend on Draymond Green when they go to this small lineup 
to kind of be the guy to get the rebounds, get the dirty plays done down low, and he has not done it. He has been outplayed by Clint Capella and Trevor Ariza at times as well. It's not a good look for Draymond right now. He does not look great. Definitely not. Hey, I had another question for you. Uh, so I'm headed to Vegas for uh, on June 1st to see. Uh, I mean, obviously I was hoping that Tampa Bay uh-huh. would be there. But will, I'm, I'm uh, heading to Vegas to, to see the uh, hockey game and enjoy the festivities out in Vegas with my boys. So we, we heard about you, Blackjack, on uh, Barstool. been following you ever since. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I will, those, uh, I will be there, all the nights. Hey, if you, hey, if we meet up, I'll, I'll send you a, a message on Twitter and see if I can buy you a beer or something. Yeah, brother, send me a DM, uh, and and so I have your uh, your handle on here. And uh, yeah, definitely, I'll be out there for like, I'll probably be out there for close to two weeks. So uh, I'll be there. Yeah, a there's, there's a few of us. They, we pretty much tell you every single day. So uh, well, you, thank you taught us a lot about uh, gambling, and definitely uh, thank you. It was a rough day today, but it was a great day yesterday. So today sucks, man. I gotta say, it's the name of the game. The article for the Action Network today, I, it was like slim pickings was the title of it. I, I just hated this card. I, you know, I, I know Jeff, you hit a couple of things today, but I looked at this card and I hated everything about it. I really did. I just did. Normally, like I look at a card and a couple of things kind of jump out at me, like, all right, I'm interested in this, I'm interested in that. I hated everything about today. I wasn't into the day baseball today. I didn't like a lot of what was going on tonight. Just crappy matchups. I, I, I don't know. I, I didn't like it at all today. Yeah, I mean that's that's just the nature of the business. It is what it is. You lose some, you win some. Can't win them yeah, all. Yeah, man. But yeah, Cody, send me a DM because uh, we'll definitely uh, we'll definitely get together out there. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. We'd we'd love to buy you a couple of drinks and uh, meet up with you. So well, I'll be more uh, than happy to drink. Uh, Appreciate uh, the time and uh, appreciate you guys uh, sending out this uh, good uh, information for all of us to hear. Thanks, man. Thanks, brother. Thank you. Hey, you guys, have a good night. You too. Thanks, man. Uh, hey, Jeff, check. I got um, I got to ask you something quick here. Yeah. So I'm I'm on Twitter right now and I I tweeted out when Draymond you know fell all over himself. I said ha 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 Draymond. I love seeing him fail because I truly hate him. I really don't like him. Um. And I get this message, I get a DM, or not a DM, I get a comment that from some guy that I've actually chatted with before. He seems pretty cool. I, I, I know he listens to our SBR shows and stuff. I don't really know him too well. Now, I said something about Draymond. This guy hits me back and goes, I'm the person always sticking up for you when people talk shit on you. You have nothing positive to say, and I'm real cuz, not internet shit. Tread lightly before you catch hands. Test my gangsta. What does that have to do with him? Is his name Draymond? What the hell is that all about, Blackjack? Some guy just threatening me for no reason. I think he must have lost a lot of money on Golden State. What do you think? Uh, I mean, you know, I think a lot of people did today. Uh, it's, I mean, Listen, look, let me I, let me tell you something. If yeah, you can't, I'm looking at it now. It, it's an interesting. Don't response. bet. Don't bet. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what this guy's deal is. I don't know what kind of. Maybe he's drunk. I don't know. But um, he he did say uh, if you've clicked on his Twitter feed, he said he lost four grand on Golden State. There, oh, well, there you go. I did not see that. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Um, so Jeff, let me let me kind of ask you a little bit here because I, I I'm watching this this game and and Houston wins. They're up three two. They've won two games in a row now. 
We were talking earlier about the Cavs and Celtics. I'm going to tell you something. The result of this game makes me want to take Cleveland and lay the points tomorrow, and I'll tell you why. I think LeBron James is looking at this and thinking to himself, I might actually get a shot to go to the finals and not have to play Golden State. And I'm not saying that Houston's a pushover because they're not. But I think the thought of playing in the NBA finals and not having to deal with Curry and Thompson and Durant and all these guys for a fourth year in a row and potentially going one and three against this team in the finals, I think maybe it motivates Cleveland a little bit. I, I think LeBron James looks at this and says, maybe, maybe I got a shot at this team. Yeah, I mean, that's an interesting point. I never, I didn't really think of that after you know after this game. It's only been a few minutes, but it's a good point. Um, does it motivate them to cover? I, I don't know. I mean, that's a good point. I have to kind of, I kind of have to let that sink in. Um, maybe, but do they, is that going to make them cover seven? Because you know, Boston. Well, I mean, look, they they've dominated the other two games in Cleveland against Boston. I mean, they blew them out of the gym both times. I mean, I. I if you get that kind of effort, why can't they cover? I mean, Boston has a hard time making shots. Yeah, no, they definitely do. I mean, I we illustrated that earlier with their inability to to to, to have, I think, more than two forty five percent or higher shooting games. Yeah, they they don't have that go to guy. Yeah, and and let me just let's just carry this one step further. If some chance Cleveland manages to win the next two, and if Houston closes out Golden State, two gigantic ifs, do you think Cleveland has a shot against Houston? Um, no. I don't think either Eastern Conference team has a shot. <laughs> uh, you're probably right. <laughs> I, I think they'd, they'd win more games. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Yeah, I don't know. I guess over the next 24 hours, the story is going to be Chris Paul's hamstring, and if it's all right, because that, that really is – that's a huge factor at this point. I mean, if, if it's nothing, obviously, you know, you move on, and then the Rockets are in great shape. If his hamstring is hurt, that's going to be a serious issue for Houston. Yeah, because I agree. Because uh, James Harden has gone 0 for his last 19 from three over the last two games, and the Rockets have won both. Yeah. No, listen, if if he doesn't play, they're going to have a lot of trouble because Eric Gordon's going to have to be their, your new guy. You know, and can he handle that? I don't think. I don't know if cardiovascularly he can handle it. No, you're, that's a great point. Are you saying he's overweight, Blackjack? Um, not for a normal person, but for an NBA athlete, uh, yes. People give Kyle Lowry a bunch of crap. Take a good look at Eric Gordon. Good point. Uh, overall, not a eh, kind of a boring day, Black. Not a ton going on. This game kind of ended abruptly. Uh, just kind of a weird right. day. This day stunk. It stunk. I hated it from from the minute I looked at this card. I hated everything about it. Well, let's wrap it up, Blackjack. Have fun in Vegas. We'll see you well, next week. We'll talk to you at some point. Safe trip. And uh, we'll be back Monday with game one yeah. of the Stanley yeah. Cup Finals live from Las Vegas. Let's do it. We'll see you Monday. Uh, everyone have a great weekend. And uh, 
This has been Viva La Vegas. Thanks to everyone who called in. Thanks to everyone who uh, participated and, uh, you know, dealt with our play-by-play and all that sort of thing. Everyone have a great night. We'll see you next time here on Viva La Vegas. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Viva Las Vegas!